Lucas. 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 We listen. We are recording. Um, That's a good start. It is a good start. It's always a good start. Yes. And the desk is back working again, and I can hear you. You could hear me. I could yes. see you, um, yes. but uh, couldn't hear you. Well, I'm sure it was a lovely sight. It was. It always is. <laughs> um, do you know what we'll do? We'll do something different. Okay. Let's introduce the, the, the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mental. Let's do Hello. it. Let's do it now. Hello and welcome to Look at Where You Listen. How does that feel? It feels, it feels novel. <laughs> wow. Two old radio heads going through six subjects in about 30 minutes with their opinions and stories thrown in. Bear in mind, we don't know what each other's subjects are and you're welcome to contribute at Look at, at Unique Media or Tweet. Um, that was, should have been an IE there. Well, you see, you can't have everything. And our tweet, look at podcast on Twitter and Sideshow Social Media Mail will uh, have words for you. Many words. Thank you, Social Media Mail. And on the subject of that, did you see? No, you didn't because you're not on Twitter. Right. So um, Mel was in. She was doing a bit of work uh, with uh, Con Murphy in here during the week uh, for uh, a podcast and stuck up a, a tweet of herself on the unique media thing and her own. Yes. And said, look, it's the real me. I'm not angry at all. <laughs> and uh, Greg Greg came back on Twitter and said, don't believe you. I'm convinced you drove over Al Dunn's foot, which he's covering up by claiming he, he tried to kill a fly, <laughs> as a warning to Neve Bennett over her lack of tweets. That explains why Al put her in the witness protection program so early on. I can't believe we've been rumbled. <laughs> I go. thought we were doing such a good job covering up. It's just that... If Mel finds out that we've told people the truth, yeah. she's going to get so mad at us. she get even more angry. she get even more angry. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that somebody did say to me, that uh, you're not great at keeping your witness protection program locations uh, hidden. Or are they decoy locations? Oh, I didn't cop that. Am I actually in Central America? Yes. Is that why I'm not in studio? Exactly, and that's why it was sunny on that beach, supposedly. Up in, in uh, off the coast of Ireland, sunny. Allegedly, with crystal clear waters. Yeah, very true. Okay, you got with me there. Temperatures of twenty-four degrees. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll we have see. that. We have that We're covered. Also, Kev came back last week because you you did a dog show effectively last week d- dedicated I to Shay. Did. Yes. Um, Kev, <laughs> your dog piece was in your culture piece. Yes. Well, dogs. Dogs, I feel are. There's such a culture around having dogs now, especially during COVID-19. <laughs> Everybody has to have a dog, especially where I live, because I live in a kind of an urban area that is also suburban. There's lots of family action and everybody had to get a cabochon or a cockapoo. Okay. Everybody. Okay. Yeah. So that Kev did make the point. What have dogs got to do with culture? Well, I feel like it's lifestyle and the culture of getting a lockdown dog but not in the way that people get them without thinking about them. A lot, of the, a lot of the dogs we've met over the last year, people have been dying to get them for years and they finally cracked and they got them for the kids. And it's just this whole culture now of people making friends with other people because of their dogs. We really should keep some of the video of this because I can, I can see it trying to think your way out of this. <laughs> How do I get out of this? <laughs> yes, with my dodgy. And it's fine. It's funny <laughs> listening to story. you, but it's <laughs> much more fun looking at you. How is the BS sounding today? Does it sound convincing? It sounds Kevin? as convincing as ever. I mean, you, that's one thing I will give you. Well, it is. I feel like there's this huge culture around dogs. You know that I have a eight-week wait to get my dog groomed because hmm. there are so many more dogs. Go away. 
Yeah, eight weeks. And it, I spend the same on her hair as I do on my own hair. Well, you only get your more, own. More, probably more. I, yeah. You do only get your own hair done once every six months or eight months or not. Or Pretty months. much. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute laziness. Yeah, whereas she is a long-haired breed and needs to get done every kind of eight to ten weeks. So what do those dogs, we, we get into the program in a minute, what do yes. those dogs do in, <laughs> that was always going to happen, what do those dogs do in the wild when their hair grows really long or were they ever a wild dog? I don't think that Yorkshire Terriers ever thrived in the wild. Well, Yorkshire, the Dales. <laughs> they're originally called Scots Terriers. Oh, well, like, listen, Scottish, it's even actually. wilder up in Scotland. <laughs> Well, her hair would grow down to the ground and you don't want to know what happens when she has a bit of an upset stomach and she's got long hair. You just don't want to know. So the best thing for everybody is to just keep her bum shaped. Okay. Well, then I'll tell you what. (laughs) And we're leaving that in. Um, Your dad was a big hit last week, by the way. I don't know if he realizes that either. How did he get on with the tuna fishing? He didn't even see a tuna. I didn't even get a whiff of a tuna. He was really excited to go tuna fishing in Killybags. And yeah. he was uh, with a friend. So it was a really nice gift. A uh, family got it for a friend of his for his birthday. And so my dad got a free ride in Lovely. a tuna ship, which is uh, really nice for my dad too. And then another friend came and he was seasick from the time they left uh, at 8 a.m. Until the time, well, until 10 to 4, and then they arrived home at 4, and then he was okay at 4. So they couldn't turn back. Yes. So this poor person was just, Dad said he'd never seen someone go so many different colors. <laughs> so it was green, and then it was yellow, and he was a bit pink at some point. So some poor person really didn't have a great day. Dad had a great day, but they didn't catch a tuna. So they've been, uh, his, this particular friend of his has been on the hunt for a tuna for a long time. Did they catch so any the fish? They didn't catch anything, no. Oh, for God's but, sake. But great fun was had by all. Yeah, that's the main thing. That's it, yes. So uh, possibly they'll go out again, but I will keep you updated on my dad's fishing progress. Oh, please do. Yes, it's very important. Well, speaking of progress, we're nearly seven minutes in. I suppose we should probably start. Okay, so current affairs. And this is from the journal.ie. This happened this week. Visitor performs rescue after handler dragged into enclosure by alligator oh so this is this is over in utah in a place called scales and tails and there's a video so you can watch this poor woman get her hand bitten by an alligator so an employee at a reptile center is now recovering i think she had surgery but she's okay and and so she if you watch the video it does look a bit mental the way they feed the alligator so her hand is going into the enclosure and you know what's going to happen. But even if you didn't, you'd still be like, that alligator is going to bite. So yeah. he bites her hand and he drags her down. And she just kind of very calmly wraps herself around the alligator. Obviously, they've had great training. Yeah. And then she's in trouble. So this random guy from the crowd jumps in and wraps himself around the alligator. Uh, his name is Donnie Wiseman. Well, it will be. He hey, yells, Donnie! <laughs> he yelled, we've got trouble in here, proving that he is, in fact, a wise man. <laughs> and he just hugs this alligator. He just, like, bear hugs it until it lets go. The woman gets away. Eventually, the alligator calms down. You can hear the kids screaming and they're crying and the kids are being removed from the show, which has taken a horrible turn. And then the alligator calms and he just walks away. But it's actually kind of worth watching because it's just so horrible to watch. Okay, you you have me hooked, right? And and definitely, we have to put this one up. Did the hand, was the hand bitten off? 
No, and it was only due to the training that she had, apparently, and the help that, that uh, Donny Wiseman gave her, that she kept all of her limbs, I believe had to go into surgery, but is doing well. Hey, yeah, Donny. She's doing well and she's in recovery. Good yes. old Donny. Go Donny. <laughs> but he just, um, the alligator just yanks her hand, pulls her all the way into the water, and she just grabs him like a baby monkey. Right. And then Donnie grabs him, and then everyone's grabbing him. The alligator's thrashing and pushing her all around the water, and it's it's all very... How big is the alligator? The alligator... Now, you know me in numbers. <laughs> it's bigger than Donnie Wiseman and this woman when they're so wrapped So it's, it's a him. fully grown alligator. I'm going to say this alligator is 10 foot long from Bloody nose to tip. Because I remember seeing the Ish. thing. I remember seeing the thing about uh, you know this, this guy and his speciality was sticking his head in the. Actually, do you know what it was? I think we hired this guy. We did for <laughs> for something we were doing, and and we were doing it. I can't remember. It, it could be fifteen years ago, uh, just off O'Connell Street, and th- his gig was putting his head inside an alligator's mouth, right? Oh, right. I was expecting I something spectacular, but it was it yeah. was a baby alligator. All right. Now, to be fair, the, the, the jaws opened up and his head fitted in, but it wasn't exactly a giant alligator. So how big is a baby alligator? Um, Probably, well, they're, they're long enough, but they're not they're not as scary as the... Well, to be fair, I wouldn't put my head in there, but uh, they're not as scary as, as what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that sounds like a real big alligator. It's a big alligator. It's big enough that it would definitely have killed her, I think. You have outdone yourself this week. <laughs> Thank you. And that's what current affairs is. <laughs> exactly. Can I just say, that speaking of being close to animals, my daughter was down in Fota last week. She went down to Cork for the weekend. In, have you ever, ever been in Fota? I have been threatening to go to Fota for so long and I've been dying to go. Yep, never I there either. I haven't made it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Same Looking here. forward I'm, to it at some point. Yeah. But but it, she sent pictures, uh, sent me back pictures. You get really, really close to the animals, much more so than in Dublin Zoo. Like she was standing beside a penguin. Wow. I'd love a penguin. Cool. I said, stick it in your jacket, bring it home. <laughs> Always wanted a penguin, but just, just as, as, as uh, by the by, uh, being close to animals. That's a great story. Uh, I used to go to the safari park as a child in London when I, or it was in Windsor. Yeah. When I was growing up there. And, and of course, they're right, they're, they're right in your car, aren't they? They're in your car. They're sticking their heads into your car and they're jumping on the car and it was all very immersive. Hmm. That sounds great. I haven't been there, actually. You can't go. It's been Legoland for about 20 years. Yeah, fair enough. Years. Yeah, it's gone now. That's the end of that. That's the end of that. That dream died quickly. Exactly. What is your current affairs piece? My current affairs um, is from... Oh, I've no idea where I got it. See, I'm just not as good as you. Not as professional. Um, it's a subject that can cause bickering until you're blue in the face. What will you name your baby? Creating- that is a great one. I love this, yes. D- d- did you see it? No, but I love these stories. Okay. Yes. Creating I've had this fight with people before. <laughs> exactly. Creating rifts between couples that can last until the child arrives. It's a serious decision that will stay with the little one as they grow up. And when one mum and dad talked about the names they wanted for their baby, he surprised her with a lovely suggestion. Gushing over the name idea in a magazine, the mum called Claire from New South Wales in Australia said, We chose our daughter's name, Linesra, because it was unique. And romantic. Okay. Now, I don't know if I have to redo that what? in English. Could you understand that? <laughs> the name is Lanesra. Lanesra. Now, right. it's a stunning okay. original name. Okay. Um, keener football fans might notice something unusual about the spelling, especially if you reverse the letters. It's Arsenal spent, spelled backwards. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
your man, your man kept it from her for two years before he told oh her. Oh my god, I'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably laugh. I would laugh <clears throat> my head off, but I'd be so oh. Lines, right? I didn't catch it. I know. <laughs> you see? Oh my god. Well, well, my my oh daughter, no. my daughter, oh dropped, no. dropped her. Um, <laughs> Watford backwards. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you see. Lesser-known third child. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's you know, I thought that was a good, a nice little story. Uh, sneaky. Very so sneaky. sneaky. But the fact that he kept it, uh, he kept it away from her for two years, I thought was great. How did the story break? I want to know. Like, I've, how did she eventually cop what he had done to her? Oh, here it is. It's from Take Five Magazine in Australia. Okay. That's where. Nice. That, that's where I got it from. That's a reference on the right internet. There. there you go. You see, you're you're teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really talk. Well, Lisa, I suppose I I do tell her my Lisa that that the name came from The Simpsons. Oh, that's nice. I did know somebody called Lisa Simpson growing up. I think she predated the cartoon. The Simpsons. They're, well, 1989, they they started. Um, your dog is yipping. So what happened was we put <laughs> we snuck secret tennis balls into a drawer right. so that she she wouldn't find them, but she has this most unbelievable sense of smell so now she's over beside the drawer convinced it's full of tennis balls and there's nothing in there but old family photos ah. so she's crying and jumping I don't know if you can see her jumping there That's she a... wants old family <laughs> photos she's standing beside that drawer oh, she's even got a little cardboard dog. box that she's chewing because she's been given everything you've been given everything and now she the only thing she ever wants now is family photos to destroy because she thinks it's full of tennis balls right so i really apologize i have no tennis balls because they're on the floor for you well if there was no yipping from the dog if there was no mum, if there was no dad it wouldn't be the neve podcast <laughs> let's be honest there are no tennis balls in that drawer there are none you've been shown the drawer you've been shown and you'll be shown the door now in a minute and you will be shown the door. You'll have to go outside and it's wet outside Ooh. and you won't like it. You won't like it. Um, but that is very, very funny. Yeah, picking names. What it's hard. It's difficult. Uh, especially because I was speaking with my... Actually, when we were picking a dog's name, people either love the fact that we called her Stevie or they just don't get it and they think it's stupid because she's a girl. But Yeah, but Stevie Nicks is a girl. Stevie Nicks is a girl. Stevie from Shits Creek is a girl. Yeah. And she's kind of a tomboy anyway, so I mean, I'm not going to call her princess. Yeah. She's a little brat. You can hear her now trying to get her tennis balls so she can but wreak havoc. Back in the olden days, and I know a fella called Jude. Do you? Yes. Excellent. And it was it was common enough in Ireland, um, probably before my time even, to call Chaps Mary. Yeah, Gabriel Mary Byrne. Correct. Okay, Indeed. well done. <laughs> <laughs> Any well, excuse. that was a really good story, very sneaky, and I'd love to know what her her actual reaction was when she found out what he had done. Just just watch Neighbours or or, or Home and Away, and you'll see the, re- the reaction of the people <laughs> when they tell something. Oi, noi! You know that, that was the reaction. What's your culture piece? <laughs> My culture piece is from the Journal.ie. Have you just nicked stuff from the Journal all week? Actually, I have two stories from the journal this week. I um, I just found two stories that I quite liked. They both happened to be from no, the journal. Fair enough. There you go. Sorry about that. No, no, no. But that, thanks to the journal. And that's why uh, I don't say where they came from. Sorry, Neve, because then then you know I'm just I've done no research whatsoever. Well, I don't want to be accused of stealing other people's work. Okay. So. 
off you go. <laughs> They've done the work for me. I don't do any of I'm just reading this here. Oh, yeah. So over over a 1,600-year-old wooden pagan idol found in Roscommon Bog. And my mum is from a Roscommon Bog. Not quite, but she's from a farmhouse on a bog in Roscommon. <laughs> I like stories that are based in Roscommon. Oh, yeah. The pre-St. Patrick pagan idol is the largest of just a dozen idols found in Ireland to date. So Irish archaeologists have unearthed a two and a half meter long wooden pagan idol from the Iron Age at a dig in County Roscommon. It's a very rare artifact and it was found in Gortna Cranach and it is six kilometers northeast of the prehistoric royal site of Rathcrowan. Rathcrowan? I don't know. Listen, how hold on. You're the one who's, who's got a heritage in Roscommon. You should be able Speaking to pronounce Roscommon. it. Well, we're from Banaslow. Okay. I know Banaslow well. That's not Roscommon. The dog is there. Well, it's borderline Roscommon Galway. Yeah. Yeah. It depends who's doing better in the gaff. Okay. And they, can, they can pick a side then. They can decide where they, where they are. But the idol was made from a split oak trunk. It has a human-shaped head in one age, uh, one age and one end and a series of horizontal notches carved along its body. I really love all these. Oh, I love going to the National Museum and looking at yeah. all these kind of things. And it, it's going to be there. It's gone off to UCD now to be preserved. And then it's going to show up, I think, in about two to three years' time in the museum. So you can go and look at a big idol that was found that predates St. Patrick. To be sure, and to were, be sure. Yeah, were it not for them digging up the roads, they never would have found it. So the N5 was being dug up, I think, and then the uh, archaeologists stumbled upon this priceless artifact. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested. Yes. Indeed. I, I was down in, in Wexford last week. Uh, and I'm doing a bit of work and finished work and went for a little walk on a heritage trail. But did you swim? No. That's okay. I don't judge you. Yeah, you're, you're judging. Not being, I can see no you. There's no peer pressure. Oh, you are judging me. And you, <laughs> I'd say if you were in here, you'd probably be boxing me. Um, I did go down to um, uh, to Ross Lair. It Very was, nice. You went there, but you didn't actually swim there. It was there. cold, Neve. It was cold. Like I mean, there was, there was no sun out. And uh, to be fair, there were one or two hardy people in the water. I wasn't going to be one of those hardy people. How cold are we talking? Like I had my jacket on, and I went. I went for a walk for about for probably thirty minutes on the beach, and I had my jacket on. Okay, well that's fair enough. You want your first swim to probably not be under very difficult circumstances. Yes. Now, the only thing I will say is my daughter, I was down there early on in the week. She was down there later on in the week. She went down to Curraclo and she got in for a swim. Is she? Yes. Which daughter, the elder or the younger? The younger, Holly. The third daughter. Oh. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't Droftaw. The one we don't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't have named her that. That's where it all went wrong. It's a great name. Um, So no, she, she sent me up a pic saying, just been in for a swim. I felt pretty bad then, you know, I thought. Well, that's okay. Uh, my dad did the same thing. We kind of peer pressured him because we were all going for a swim in January and he wouldn't come in and we may or may not have made fun of him uh, because he used to be a lifeguard and he's supposed to be the, like, the hardy one. And all of us were kind of jumping in for the crack and he refused to go in. So now he never misses a chance and sends us loads of pictures proving that he has in fact been in swimming in all weathers. I'm with your dad on this one. Yeah. Where, were you, going, where were you going swimming in January? Always been Dorn. So, like, even if it's the Irish Sea, I'm not saying the Irish Sea be freezing, but the Atlantic will be Cold. extra free. Like, I've been in the Med in in December, and it's it took been very me about difficult for yeah, you. that took me about twenty <laughs> minutes to get in. How the <laughs> hell? Why did you do that? Well, you're mad anyway. 
It's apparently, as referenced on one of our first ever podcasts, it's excellent for you. It's also very funny. And you get in quickly and you get out pretty quickly. I would imagine you do. Yeah, your skin kind of burns. It starts <laughs> burning. You're like, am I hot or am I cold? Uh, but you're, that's hypothermia is what crack. that's called. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things I can do with my brother. I love finding things I can do with my brother because he's a real underwater diver type. He's always off diving with sharks or free diving or doing one of his adventurous things. So when I find something I can do with my brother, I, I like to do it with him. Oh, of course, Dave would be into that as well, wouldn't he? Massively, yeah, we're all into it. Even the dog's in on the action now. Now? Well, hold yeah. on. The dog, the dog got in during the summer. Let's see if he's as <clears throat> if he's as big a fan during the winter. <laughs> I'm not convinced. We'll see. I don't know. She's a hardy buck. Mm. We'll see. We'll right. see. She's currently destroying a cardboard box, which I've taken a video of. Oh, very good. The does show send. I might even put it on Twitter to show um well, show how helpful she is during podcasts. Well, do you know what? We'll 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 let Mel look after that. <laughs> Leave it to the people who know what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. Um, what is your culture piece? A movie buff has rescued more than 20,000 VHS tapes from landfill after travelling 300 miles to collect them. Wow, why? Good question. Andy Johnson, who runs what's said to be the UK's last video shop, drove from Liverpool to Dundee to pick up the Mammoth Hall. The vast collection, which filled three lock-up garages, was amassed by George McInnes. George McInnes! Over decades from car boot sales. Wow, and are they all in the unique cop? Like, there's no multiples? They're all individual films? But he's just a mask. How did it end up in landfill? No, 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 it, 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 it didn't go into landfill. He was going to throw him out into landfill. And uh, your man went up and said, no, hey, calm down. I wouldn't take them. And he did. And what's he going to do with them? He has that shop. He has the UK's last video shop. But is he just, I mean, are people still going there? That's is a very good museum piece? That's an even better question. I have no <laughs> idea. He probably has as many people. I was going to say he probably has as many people as, as a blacksmith does. But blacksmiths actually do have people going into them. They do have people going into them because their uh, trade is it, it continues to be useful yeah. and beautiful. And not interesting. as not as much as as it would have been at the turn of the last century, but nonetheless. No. So this led me onto a thing. What do you miss, or what 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 things from from years ago are not there now that you you probably don't miss? Um, for example, CD Walkmans. Do you remember? I them? was just gonna say. That's what I was going to say. The Walkman was kind of annoying because mine used to skip. So you'd have to walk around carrying yep. it like a, like a tray. So you'd be walking around the neighborhood carrying it flat so it wouldn't skip. But what I do really miss is I don't appreciate albums anymore in the way that I used to because you'd buy an album and you listen to it on tape or on CD and you listen the whole way through and you listen to all of the, the tracks that you don't love, all of yep. the filler. But you'd get to love them and you'd get to know them. You'd know an album, you'd know the feel of an album and the artwork and you'd really appreciate what someone was doing with an album. Whereas now I've got Spotify and I can just go to the good tracks. It's a very so fair I judge, point. I judge myself for it. It's a bad, it's a bad way to be. Um, yeah, but that's the way it is. That's the way. Oh, thank God the dog's gotten to bed. Oh, there you go. DVDs. Sleeping. DVDs. You miss them or you like them? I don't miss them at all. What do you, oh yeah, I don't miss them at all. I had no love for them. I had a lot of love for the VHS. Yeah, yeah, and I had not, I had a huge amount of VHSs because I used to review movies uh, in Atlantic years and years ago. So they sent them all over to me. Yes. Um, or or not, as the case may be. Uh, but I certainly, I always talked about them as if I'd reviewed them as and watched them. As if you'd reviewed. Yes. As if you'd watched. You reviewed them without watching them. Which Sometimes. I think is impressive. Yeah. It's as impressive as it is reprehensible, which is a good a good place to be. I just think it was, you know, just being 
economical with with the truth. I didn't I totally say agree. I wouldn't I w- when I was doing the review. I wouldn't say when I was watching this. Blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't that blatant. Nokia phones, Neve. I liked Nokia phone because they were simpler times, and you couldn't really get addicted to them because there wasn't really that much to do except look at grainy photos and play snake. Yeah, but you see, they were they were a phone. What you have now is a computer with a phone app on it. You have now is yeah. What you have now is a computer and. And you can spend hours trolling through Rubbish. YouTube nonsense. Mm. Yes. Beepers. Do you remember beepers? Yeah, I never had a beeper. Like a pager? We're talking about yeah, a pager type yeah. thing? Yeah. I never had one, but they looked cool on TV. Yeah. Like by about 1987, 88, if you wanted a beeper, you were better off just getting a phone. Electronic diaries. I had one. And it was useful for a good three weeks. Hmm. And then it was really annoying, and I went back to my lovely piece of paper. Round, yeah, piece yeah, of paper. absolutely yeah. agree with you. Big time. Giant tellies, I think, is the last one I have written down here. Giant tellies. We have, we have. Oh, you mean like? Wide I mean, like, yeah, like if, if you if you had a if you had a twenty eight inch TV, which was huge at the time, um, and it was it was twenty eight inch wide and twenty eight inch in depth as well. <laughs> yeah. They were enormous. Yeah, we still have the remnants of them from, we have a, a sort of a TV stand and it's about yeah. a meter longer than it needs to be. <laughs> I mean, a meter wider than it needs yes. to be and it's just really, really need to get rid of that. And it's also built with reinforced concrete so that it could Deal. hold the weight. So it could hold the weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, that was my culture piece. I think I think that was kind of cultural. It was very cultural, mm, yes. See. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and my wild card is a little bit cultural. Oh, go for it. Uh, I I don't like Christmas until after Halloween, but lots of people do. So okay. from the Independent, Brown Thomas opens its Christmas shop with oh, just yeah. 127 days to go to Christmas, and it's two weeks later than they usually open it. So uh, I don't I don't participate in Christmas until December first, really. Yeah, I feel like it kind of this just skipping the whole lovely part of the year. But lots of people love this. Uh, it says we famously had a meaningful Christmas last year, aka crap one. Yes. Uh, with everything shutting down <laughs> as soon as it opened. But now we have plenty of opportunity to go shopping in Brown Thomas. Schools are not back, but the Christmas shop is open in Dublin, Cork, Limerick, and Galway. And people absolutely love this. And I know people who go in because it brings them incredible amounts of joy. And they go and they buy one lovely ornament and it makes them feel great. I'm not that person because I'm not a Christmas person, I'm a Halloween person. But fair play to them. They do, all the offerings do look absolutely exquisite. But my, my policy is always go away from me until at least after Halloween. But I'm not actively participating until December. I tend to agree with you. My, my daughters will do up their rooms. They've nothing better to be doing. The rooms! <clears throat> now, yeah, hold on, hold on. They'll do them for Halloween, commitment. right? Oh, wow, okay. Oh, I like it. I and like then it. that comes down on the 1st of November, and they push up, well, they did last year, Christmassy bits. Like walking into a bloody winter wonderland if you walked into the room. <laughs> um, but but they were bored with it by, by mid-December. That's what I'd worry about, because I loved the buzz of being younger, and we'd, we were kind of traditional. It's the 8th of December, and, yeah, yeah. and everything goes up. And the tree will go up, and it's just—it's just the way we've always done it. And it kind of gives you that lovely run up to Christmas, but without 
getting sick of it. I feel like November is a throwaway month if we, if we just sandwich it between Halloween and Christmas. November is a lovely month. I accidentally got married in November and really appreciate it because it was such a beautiful, warm, gorgeous autumn day. So oh, I have a new found love for November. There you go. Which I didn't previously have. And however, I do get presents for people early because I don't want to be stressing out and last minute shopping. So I probably buy and wrap presents way in advance. Yeah, but that's different. You're, you're not going out to buy the stuff. I, I saw that. Uh, I saw a picture on Twitter only last night, actually, of the uh, of the Brown Thomas um, uh, Christmas shop opening. There's a there's a store. I remember being in New York years ago with the family, and there's a store on up around 56th Street, a Christmas shop that's open 24. It's open all year round, um, and it must have been when were we there? It could have been May or something. And they went in and bought some Christmas stuff. I actually did the same thing after now I'm a hypocrite because I did the same thing in, in Croatia. I was in Croatia, I can't remember where it was in Croatia, but there was a Christmas shop and there was all these gorgeous little things. So yeah. I was like, you know what? <laughs> these are really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that it's April. Yeah, I think it actually was May. Yeah, April. I think it was April. It was April and I bought... I bought Christmas bits and bobs where aunties and parents and that kind of thing just had really kind of unique little handmade things. So in your own house, things do not go up until the 8th of December. Nothing goes up to the 8th. However, all the gifts, in fairness, are purchased, probably unwrapped by then. Because I like to try and give things that are not a freak out last minute gift. Uh, and there's three men. I have to buy for three men which I find quite difficult because men can be tough they can be tough gigs so I, I agree with it. you I think women are easier to buy for but I mean my, my Christmas gift strategy is whatever they have in the Maxall on Christmas Eve at 9 o'clock in the evening a lovely can of beans yeah. and some flowers with a bit of a Christmas litter on them that yeah. would be lovely yeah, you see I like beans <laughs> but not everyone likes beans I'll even eat them cold I'm not a fan of beans at all I love them. I would, I would put I put beans every day. I put baked baked beans in the same category as ketchup. Oh, I love them both. Oh, I I cannot do ketchup, and I cannot do baked beans. You should never work for Heinz then. No, I wouldn't. I be, should be their representative. No, I there love you all go. Their stuff. See, <laughs> Mike. If my kids want to freak me out, they will go. Will you open that uh, ketchup thing there? You can't open <laughs> it. Just, it disgusts me. It really. Why? Does. I don't know. Don't know. Lovely. Even on burgers I, and sausages. No, absolutely not. Oh, lovely. I okay. just can't take it. Okay. Well, I know what to get you for Christmas now. <laughs> some, ketchup in, some ketchup in the Maxall at uh, nine o'clock on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I just pick up those little sachets during the year and I get it for free. <laughs> yes. There's a little advent calendar for you. <laughs> Each one a sachet of ketchup every day. Different Beautiful. styles. Yeah. Yeah. That works for me. <laughs> Um, say I never got you anything. Exactly. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get to my wild card again. It's terrible the way this happens. Well, not really. Gives I think me you a do cha- it on purpose. Gives me a chance to to hook right. So th- it was gonna be th- what, what it was gonna be a couple of weeks ago. Three simple things that will make you most the most interesting party in person in any conversation. And I was really interested in these interesting things. I know. Yeah. And I even look. I have it. I, ha- I did think I'd get to it. I have it marked out with it's with highlighted. some highlight. Yeah. Two-tone, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's like real research. Yeah, you're like a 15-year-old about to do the junior series. <laughs> Highlight, underline. I, I wasn't that good when I was doing me... Well, I wasn't doing... It was the intermediate certificate at that stage. I certainly didn't do any of that stuff then. There weren't, there weren't, but there weren't highlighters. You do it, and then you make your study timetable, but you spend all your time making your study timetable and highlighting things. So yes. You don't do the study. That's yeah. the way it goes. That's how. That's the, the purpose of the highlighter. Not you, Neve Bennett. 
<laughs> I wasn't there. Yes, you were up every morning at six <laughs> o'clock, uh, doing your doing your three hours of piano, and then doing your study, and then going to school, and then coming back and studying, and then playing the piano and going to bed. It's wonderful. I used to, yeah, I used to do gleeful laughter in the morning. Ha ha ha! I'll get up before everybody else. <laughs> I will study. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I did. That's exactly it. The good thing is you're making up for it now. <laughs> It's sad. Yeah, it peaked so early. <laughs> oh, you could have been a contender, and look what did you end up doing this rubbish. Getting screamed at by a dog because she wants the family photo album. <laughs> exactly, and she taking wants to eat it. it. <laughs> right, we better finish up. We're we're well over time. Bonus episode. You got to put it behind a paywall. Yes, exactly. Yeah, extra time means you got to pay. Yes. Fifty cent per per listen. Oh, I think so. I think we covered yeah. we, we covered a lot today. I got a lot of ketchup to buy for Christmas. So <laughs> exactly. Out you go. Yeah. Your your suggestions or stories are welcome. Even talking about it, really, I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I get it. I get. I get why you might. It's tangy and it's slimy and it's, yeah. I don't. Think I love ever, it. I don't think I've ever even tasted it. I just can't stand the the look or the feel or concept. Oh <laughs> bloody hell! Uh, that was look at it. Will you listen? Your suggestions or stories are welcome. Look at at uniquemedia.ie. And you left your phone on. I did. <laughs> I ignored <laughs> it. I ignored <laughs> it, and I was trying to be professional. I know you look. You look so guilty. You look the way my dog does when she does a secret <laughs> wee. I know that face. <laughs> I can tell when one of you has done something. This is it. Well, I've been secretly <laughs> weeing here as well. That's what happens when you, when you get to my age. That's why I won't come into studio anymore. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you can follow us on Twitter at Look at Podcast. And if you're very kind, you can leave a review and a rating because <laughs> yep. it helps other people listen to this absolute gold. Exactly. I'm Al Don. You've been rumbled. You've <laughs> yes, been rumbled. Indeed. I'm Neve Bennett. Weeing and with phone on. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Look it. 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 Look it.